Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another great story we're going to be hearing tomorrow is when the Auditor General for Canada, Ms. Hogan, brings down her report on the Arrive Can app. It's going to cost 80 grand. That was the, remember that? It was the initial price, 80,000. It's a, I think it's at 54 million and climbing. And the, uh, the diversionary trails that the money has taken as it's been dispensed to indispensable people creating apps will be very, very interesting to follow. Uh, the Premier of Alberta was our guest in the last hour, Premier Danielle Smith. I asked her for her thoughts on the Arrive Can situation. All I can see is that it seems like it was contracted, then subcontracted, then subcontracted, then there's finally a company that did the work. And we're at a point now where we've got to develop expertise in this. And so I would say our approach in our government is to bring these kinds of projects internally for exactly this reason, so they don't turn into this kind of catastrophe. That's a good word, catastrophe. It'll, it'll fit. And then there's, I'm going to be talking to our next guest about all of this. The next issue... This is Charlie Angus Bill 375, the ERC 372, the private member's bill, which equates the oil and gas industry with the tobacco industry of the 1990s. Um, I asked the Premier about that. Alberta, with our abundant oil and natural gas resources, can provide energy security, energy affordability. With carbon capture utilization and storage, we can reduce emissions at home. We can also export LNG and ammonia abroad to displace coal and reduce emissions internationally. And it's an important part of our reconciliation with First Nations because they're increasingly taking on a, an ownership stake. Now, what I just said to you, if this law passes, I would be fined up to $500,000. Maybe more, up to a million and possibly two years in prison. There's the Premier of Alberta with us in the last hour. Duff Conacher is the co-founder of Democracy Watch, democracywatch.ca. And, uh, and we talked to Duff a fair bit about what's going on in our government, becoming more relevant all the time. Uh, Duff, welcome back on the Arrive Canada app situation. I, I, I tweeted out the uh, day before yesterday that ad scam is going to start to look like a training camp for ArriveCan. How, how bad do you expect this to be? I think uh, it's very bad, and um, it's going to get uh, worse for everyone involved who's been mentioned in the stories um, before it gets better. It's not a, really a partisan issue. It's an issue of a failure of uh, really the public service, deputy ministers on down, of not uh, running the government properly for any political party. And if you scratch the surface of any tech issue, uh, purchases, procurements across the country, you'd find the same problem. And the, and the problem has existed now for more than 20 years, uh, essentially because the top managers in governments are people who barely knew how to use email, and yet they were buying huge tech systems for governments. And if you scratch the surface of any big business as well, you'd find the same thing. Um, the problem was that executives who had the decision-making power were being fooled by consultants who, you know, the old joke, uh, consultant is based on the word 
to con someone and insult them because <laughs> the consultants, some of them didn't know what they were doing either. Others did, but we're just trying to sell the most expensive system as opposed to the one that would work best. And it's really been a failing of big businesses, big organizations and big governments across the world for the last uh, 25, 30 years. But we had, we had millions and millions of dollars being subcontracted for this app. Any, any, anyone even remotely familiar with the idea of spending judiciously, anyone remotely familiar with the idea of 80 grand is what we're initially budgeting for this app, and now somehow we're getting over 50 million, we'll be saying, hold on a minute, where's the money gone? How, how, how come these people over here are involved? And how come they're now subtracting to those people over there? There's a whole lot of money being made by a whole lot of people for absolutely, virtually nothing in, in return. No, and it, it does start to sound like ad, ad scam, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It, it's been running for 10 years. Uh, with it's scary, it, isn't these, it? The companies involved in this, they've collected yeah. a half a billion dollars in federal information technology contracts over the past decade. These companies, GC Strategies, mm -hmm. which is two guys, they all they do is subcontract. That's all they do. And they've been paid tens of millions by multiple government departments over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And these companies, Coradix and Dalian, um, again, mostly subcontracting to others. And, and that... Everybody makes handle, money. Yeah, but everyone who has been involved in contracting, all the public servants should have said to themselves, literally 25 years ago, how much is it going to cost us to hire people who will be permanent public servants yeah. who know how to choose subcontractors? Well, that's what and Premier Smith was talking about. They'll keep it in-house. Would have cost them about two hundred to $300,000 a year to have a, a few people in in the government who would be doing all the subcontracting and and hundreds of millions of dollars would have been saved. And mm -hmm. Instead, they've been hiring these subcontracting companies with GC strategies from their own communications that have been disclosed. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they were whining and dining people in the government and building relationships with them without registering as lobbyists, even though you're required to register if you're communicating about someone's decisions. Right. And there's loopholes in the lobbying law that probably could have possibly allowed them to legally do this in secret. And it's just an overall scandal. The system is the scandal in this situation, yeah. as it is in so many others. And the system needs to be cleaned up in every way. Absolutely. We later on are going to be speaking with Member of Parliament, uh, Larry Brock from uh, Brantford Brant in Ontario, former prosecutor, who's a member of the Commons Government Operations Committee, who's very familiar with what's going on in that uh, Ad scam situation. We have about a minute. We're going to switch to one topic and stay with that one. We talked last weekend and the weekend before about the interim ethics commissioner, Conrad von Finkenstein. What have you found out in the last week, Duff? Well, what we've uh, looked into is what Mr. von Finkenstein may be doing on the side while supposedly serving the public as interim ethics commissioner. He still has an active consulting and arbitration website, mainly aimed at big businesses. Um, so is he doing consulting on the side with businesses who are lobbying the federal government? And he is also <laughs> no, seen no, no possible conflict there. No, exactly. <laughs> Not in his mind, because you know he's he, in his mind he hasn't found a conflict yet, and has created six new huge loopholes in the law that allow for financial conflicts of interest by 
cabinet ministers and top oh, government Lord. officials. And they'll, actually, it will allow them to profit from their own decisions. That's how big the loopholes are that he's opened. And then he also is a senior fellow at the C.D. Howe Institute, which is uh, a think tank that is funded by big businesses in Canada. So we've asked him to disclose his activities, his clients, and also his financial assets and liabilities. Because, uh, and it seems like there may be a loophole in the law that allows the ethics commissioner to hide his financial interests from the public. Isn't that interesting? Which, of we're, course, we're, we're will good. allow him to profit from his decisions as well. We will, we will follow up on that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.